Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Cameron Justice from News Channel 5. Sports reporter joining me right here on 92.3 The Fan on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Cameron, how are you this this Sunday? How are you? Good. How are you, Matt? I am doing well. I'm doing well. And... Cameron, I'm not going to lie. I've gotten annoyed by by the national pundits that keep on saying Browns just need to cut Andrew Barry. Browns completely bungled this. I don't understand it. You know, when it comes to the Baker Mayfield situation, the Baker Mayfield saga at this point, I feel like we can make at least a trilogy out of this. Um, you know, do you think that the, the Baker Mayfield situation kind of has a resolution anytime soon? Or do you think that, you know, we end up waiting and seeing you know, Andrew Barry slow play this to see if somebody ends up having an injury and having to trade for somebody like Baker. I mean, to me, it makes sense to slow play it because it's already been slow played. This is, this is <laughs> like he says over and over again, a fluid situation. And I know that's, that's PR talk and, and it gets echoed a lot, but I mean, it's truly, I think how the Browns see this because why wouldn't it be? Why wouldn't you play the long game if you can and wait for a team who needs a starting quarterback and like waiting till they, until they realize it right now, it's very easy in the off season for a team to play chicken with other teams and <laughs> pretend that they don't need a quarterback of a higher caliber because they're not playing right now. They're not competing right now. Once OTAs come around, once practices start, and once they're getting a real feel for the quarterbacks on their roster and they're really seeing it, I think that opens up a lot of eyes to, hey, this is our situation. And whether you like him or not, Baker Mayfield is a higher caliber quarterback than a lot of these teams have on their roster right now. And so I think it is. It's a situation in which the Browns very well could play the long game because why wouldn't you if you have that opportunity and you have the ability to to wait and see and wait for one of these teams to realize their need at quarterback and then maybe take a bigger interest. And then, then, you know, that that fluidity comes back and the leverage kind of switches gears. I think this whole situation is a – I said it just a minute ago, but really a game of chicken. Who can hold out the longest? And and, and that's – that's where the ball ends up in your court is who can wait it out the longest and, and wait for that leverage to really land in your lap. Well, and the other thing too, that I don't, I haven't seen many people bring up, but you know, the fact that people are saying, Oh, just cut him, just cut him. I honestly could see the Browns holding on to him during the season, you know, in order to try to get that compensatory pick when he leaves via free agency. So, you know, at least you're getting some kind of pick back. And so that's why I think Andrew Barry might be holding on to that. Am I off base in that sense as well? Or like, do you actually think that, you know, they could hold on to him through this season to possibly just get that compensatory pick via free agency? I, 
I mean, it's a possibility because it's there, but I don't know that that actually happens because I do think that interest will rise for Baker Mayfield as the weeks progress, as the season draws closer. Uh, and, and honestly, just the, the cutting him out right is an option, but not <laughs> one that seems like the Browns are going to want to do it. You don't want to take that, that $19 million hit. Now, there are options to take some lower take – that, take that money lower and get, have teams maybe buy him out a little bit, take some money, eat some of that, and, and have the other teams on the hook for just a smaller amount. That's also an option. But, I mean, at this point, it's not as if him being on the roster – means that he's going to be in the building, right? Like just because he's on the roster uh, during OTAs and during mini camps and, and, and during this off-season workouts, doesn't mean he's going to be in Berea. You, you keep him on the roster and, he's got, and, and stay far away from everything that's going on. It happens with, with guys who hold out. <laughs> you know, it's not like <laughs> just because he's on the roster, he's going to be around poisoning the locker room <laughs> with, with his antics or his displeasure with the team. I mean, he can stay on the roster and not be involved in things. So I don't think that necessarily delegates the time frame for the Browns and, and how they're handling Baker Mayfield. I really do think it's the best value, the smartest choice at the right time. Now, whether that time presents itself sooner or even closer into this to the season. Maybe it happens during the season. Maybe he's on the roster during the season. I think these are all options, and the Browns are weighing them out. But it really is about just maintaining that, that strength and, and staying firm on what you want and waiting to see if you can get that leverage. Now, Cameron, I, I got to ask you here as well. You know, going from somebody who's on the roster trying to get out to possibly somebody who isn't on the roster currently – that the team would like to bring back, and that's Jadevian Clowney. And I, I know that he hasn't been somebody who, you know, will, will practice as much, at least in the past, and maybe, you know, hold off on signing for a little while. But when do you expect Jadevian Clowney to kind of sign? And I'm, I, I know you don't have a crystal ball in front of you, but, you know, I'm just curious as to what your thoughts are with Clowney because it seems like the fit was left there and left open after the draft. Uh, you know, you still have that hole at edge, but... You know, Clowney's still sitting out there, and it makes more sense, at least in my opinion, for them to bring him back. Yeah, I think that, I mean, the Browns have wanted to bring him back and that his teammates want him back. This is Jadavion Clowney in Cleveland is something that a lot of people are pushing for. Uh, And as I reported, there was an offer out to him, and it still stands. And whether he takes that right now or not, I think we know how he works in the off season. I don't think it's happening anytime soon uh, again, because it doesn't necessarily need to. Um, so if it does happen, I would, I would probably put it towards closer to the summer, not in the spring. <laughs> it's not <laughs> happening right now. Um, but I mean, it is still an area of need. Of course it is. And you know, you can draft guys on the edge and, and maybe they're going to have, you know, a big impact on the season. But right now the guys that they got in in the draft, rotational developmental guys like that's what that's what it seems like and and so you still want that that veteran edge to compliment Miles Garrett and who better to do it than the guy who did it so well last season in Jadavion Clowney so yeah I mean it's still a fit it still works really well uh it's just a matter of 
again, <laughs> the, the slow play waiting game. We're seeing it in the quarterback <laughs> position, and we're seeing it on the on the defensive line on the edge. But that's that's the nature of the game. That's the off season. It gets a little bit boring at times, and you're just waiting. It's like that. So the meme with the guy with the stick, just do something. <laughs> that's just that's the name of the game. <laughs> Yeah, and Cameron Justice joining me on the North Olmsted Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Now, Cameron, the other the other side of this too, you know, one of the big needs going into this offseason that everybody kept on talking about was wide receiver. Now, I know that they added Amari Cooper already too, and you know they drafted David Bell with the 99th overall pick. But you know, do you ex- do you think that they might add another receiver, or could they just stand pat with some of the the younger receivers that they have and kind of let them develop as the year goes on? I think they're solid right now. Of course, they could bring somebody in. Um, I mean, that's not a, that's not a position where you're going to ever say no to more talent <laughs> if, you, if you have the opportunity to get it. But I think right now, I mean, they are, Amari Cooper was a big get for them, and you know they're very confident in Donovan Peoples Jones, as they should be. He's got a high ceiling. We're starting to see some of that talent being pulled out of him, and and maybe this year is the year that he really shows that off. And then. I mean, you, you you went out and you drafted Bell, but you also brought in some other guys. I think there are some names in the undrafted free agent market that really have a shot to, to make a name for themselves here during training camp. You know, uh, for example, Isaiah Weston. He's a, he's a he's a he's a great he's a great pickup. You've got um, you've got a lot of options there. You've got they brought in a lot of big bodies, some size, a lot of good catching talent, and I think that's what was missing. Um, and then you've, you've got the David Bell, I think, is really the big pickup where you see them really stay strong in the, in the wide receiver market because he feels like a really good plug-in for Jarvis Landry. And that's, that was the real area of concern. When he left, it was like, what's going to happen here? You know, like, that's a big hole. You already lost Odell previously, and that, that room was, it was thin. And so I think addressing him and bringing in some bigger bodies – and then also, you know, addressing some of the, the, the tight end areas. And, and you're going to put a lot of reliance on, on David and Joe who's having a big season. I think they're right now pretty okay. They're pretty set. But if a high-end talent showed up, <laughs> great deal, presented, presented itself, why wouldn't they take it? So I think they're always going to explore for sure. But Right now, they have the talent to to feel comfortable. I think at least with what they have, and and if it's something presents itself, then they'll work with it that way. Cameron Jarvis Landry in twenty twenty two plays where? Played where? I, I'm 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 asking you, where does Jarvis Landry play in twenty twenty two? That is a very good question. I mean, <laughs> you've seen reports he's visited the Saints. The Ravens have had interest. I think he plays somewhere that he feels like he's getting a good value and that he's going to be used to the to his full potential. Because as much as it's about the money, I think it's also about the opportunities. I don't think that he felt he had, you know, a lot of opportunities last season to show off what he is. And he's had some injuries lately. And, and then that's the thing is where he's at in his career, he's – getting up there. He's getting a little bit older for a receiver. He's not quite there yet. This could be his season where he really stands out, proves himself and, and has this like, Hey, I am worth this. I can do this. And so I think that's, what's going to factor into it. Uh, But right now, 
it's it's a it's a big mix of of money and value and where he's going to be able to have the highest production with someone who maybe isn't going to lowball him how he feels relative to you know his his value so it's a tough spot to be in right now and again markets are always changing through through the off season so he's visiting these teams he's checking it out and i you know at the end of the day the browns really did i think really were interested in bringing him back at a, at a good value and whether those talks have just completely died out and and can never be revived or not i think remains to be seen um but right now it looks like exploring other teams other avenues is is where he goes and i'm curious to see where he ends up because you know i think like a lot of people in cleveland Jarvis Landry was he was a staple in Cleveland. He's a he's a good guy, good player, and I don't think that anyone is, you know, going against him or rooting against him. I think everyone has has a lot of respect for him and and wants to see him succeed wherever he is, ends up. And now, Cameron, I'll, I'll let you go on this one, um, but it, it seems like I've seen some reports uh, of the possibility of the Browns. You know, I know that they've had the interest in uh, Eagles front office men, member uh, Catherine Raish. I believe that's how you pronounce the last name. Um, to add her to the front office. What do you think about the possibility of adding her in into that front office group? And then on top of that, too, you know, especially with the way that Andrew Barry has kind of built up this front office, especially, you know, what do you think of the way that they've kind of handled the, the front office following the draft here as we've kind of gone through this entire process? Yeah, I think one of the big things about the Browns that you're you're not going to necessarily see across the league is is this, diversity in every area, you know, front office, coaching staff from top to bottom. It's something that they have really placed a high value on. And I think bringing in a woman to be in that role particularly is something that it's not just at face value, just doing something to do it. They make these moves because they see a track record and they see where a person can go, right? There's a talent behind it, and they're very good at, at seeing that and not making moves like this just to do it, just to say, you know, we're diverse. They really bring in really good candidates. You see it with Callie Brownson and the coaching staff. You know, she didn't get on this she didn't get on this this coaching staff because she doesn't know what she's doing, and it was it was just a, a hire to to show that they value women. This is another one of these things where another hire where they're seeing the talent, they're seeing the track record, they're seeing the potential, and they're also valuing having different voices in their front office. And I think this move is a, is a really big one. I think that as much as we, you know, a lot of people think that this is just a face value hire, it's, it's not, they don't do that kind of thing. I, I really think that this is something that you're going to get different eyes, you're going to get different perspective, and you're going to have Andrew Barry seeing and having those communications with someone who has a track record of success, who has the talent to make these moves. And, and I think that's what he's looking for. He's, he's done it really well, you know, with, with Megan Rock as his right-hand person uh, in that front office. And I think this is a, a really great way for the Browns to expand and really figure out, you know, how, how they can not only change and shape the league, but how they can make their team better. And I, I, I like the hire a lot. I like the hire a lot for them. And I think it, it just goes back to that track record that they have of getting diverse hires, getting 
giving people chances that deserve chances and, and making a name for themselves across the league in that sense. And one person who's been making a name for themselves left and right has been Cameron Justice with, uh, with News Channel 5. Always does great stuff. Follow her on Twitter at Cammie Justice. Uh, and Cameron, thank you so much for joining me. Appreciate the time. Thank you so much, Max. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.